Reveal, O God, your wonder to our eyes. Open our hearts to Christ's love. Disperse from our minds any darkness and fill our lives with your light. Protect us, O God, from thoughts without action. Guard us from words without life. Grant us wisdom to walk in your ways and open us always to the guiding of your Spirit. Amen. Our first, well, our only scripture reading today comes to us from the epistle of James, the letter of James in the first chapter, verses 17 through 27. You can find it in your pew Bible in the New Testament, the Greek Testament, on page 229. Listen now for what the Spirit every has to say to the people. generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfillment of his own purpose, God gave us birth by the word of truth so that we would become a kind of first fruits of God's creatures. You must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word, not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves and on going away, immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers that act, they will be blessed on their doing. If any think they are religious and do not bridle their tongues but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Miranda Brooks is a landscape architect. Her designs are known to be unusual for what one would expect. While some designed landscapes, some designed gardens have a manicured appearance, Hers try to achieve a style that seems natural, almost wild in their feeling. Now, looking at photos of her work, it is striking that her designs do look natural to their habitat, as though the seasons and the environment have had their way with the environment, the space that she's created, that the seasons and the environment have gotten to do as they please over many years. But for Miranda Brooks and for her work, this is not actually the case. Her gardens are designed 
gardens and landscapes of her design are particularly crafted. They are given meticulous attention, intense planning, and knowledgeable planting. But how does she do it, is what people ask. Now, for Miranda Brooks, in an interview, she described giving attention to what nature is already doing in a space, and she seeks to embrace it. She considers a vision of how the design will look through each season. She considers how the design will invite people to enter into this space and how they might interact with it. Brooks thinks about how the garden will look in the future, that years down the road, as the garden evolves and nature takes its own course and has its way with her design, what might it look like? One could almost say that Miranda Brooks seeks to be, as much as one can be, of one mind with nature. Now for Brooks, a garden is not a canvas on which she plants. A garden is a living atmosphere. It's it calls people into a way of experiencing nature in a very particular space. And in that experience, she hopes that people will experience a particularly natural now, way. Now, in the Bible, the book of James, the author is inviting people to welcome the implanted word. This phrase that James uses suggests that the grace of God is already within each person. And the question that James asks is about how a person responds to this acknowledgement, this experience of the implanted word. How does a person embrace the natural and authentic way to live their faith? How can someone seek to live a faith that is authentic, do we think about a faith that grows through the years? A faith that embodies all the seasons of our lives? James calls people to experience deep considerations of God's grace, and James seeks to draw on God's wisdom to inspire people of faith to live a faith that is both abundant and in relationship with God, as well as in community. So for the month of September, for this Sunday and the next four, we'll focus on lectionary texts from the letter of James. James is a book of the Bible that is about living a life of faith. It's practical, it's instructive. Its the book of James is seeking wisdom. It thinks about a way, the way that faith informs our actions and our behaviors. And in a sense, the book of James talks about faith as a way of life, a way to live. Now, James is not a story like some books of the Bible, and we know that the author had familiarity with the Torah, that is, the first five books of the Bible, the the the. Jewish law and teachings from the Hebrew Bible that are otherwise 
known to Christian churches as part of the Old Testament. James was knowledgeable also about Jesus' teachings that he'd read or learned from a, a variety of authors that some of the gospel writers were also informed by. Scholars in, in, commonly probability agree that James was likely a Jewish Christian. The book of James is different than other epistles or letters in the Bible, though, where authors of, other, of the epistles claim an authority that comes from Christ to teach or speak as they do. James does not. Instead, James writes as part of a wisdom tradition, a tradition of wisdom that we know from certain books of the Bible like Psalms and Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Job, And the wisdom that James seeks is a wisdom that guides a life of faith. James is seeking to enter into part of this tradition, not just to be instructive for individuals, though, it's for the community, for all of us, to learn and grow and live our faith together. This wisdom tradition is not just a set of good ideas, though. It's not a list of goals to achieve. Wisdom is not just guidance for living well, good rules or proverbs to live by. James makes it clear that wisdom comes from God. And the ability to live a life that embraces this wisdom that informs our faith comes by the grace of God. The source of wisdom, James tells us, is the father of lights. In the Greek, this is the patros ton phaton, the father of lights. You don't really need to know that, but it just sounds so neat, the rhythm, that is just joyful to say. So if you ever read it, you can, if you're reading through James, you can say the patros ton phaton. Wisdom belongs to God God is the source. Wisdom comes from God. Now, in the novel, The Brothers Karamazov by Fedor Dostoevsky, which I do, as an aside, highly recommend you read when you have a year to spend with it. It's riveting and engaging and incredibly long. But in this book, there are so many different conversations about the nature of life and faith and ethics and religion. But there's one conversation that relates to James this morning. One conversation that one brother, Alyosha, has with his brother, Ivan. And Alyosha says, I think everybody must live life more, must love life more than anything else in the world. And Ivan replies to him, love life more than the meaning of it? And Alyosha says, yes, certainly Love it regardless of logic, as you say, Ivan. Yes, most certainly regardless of logic, for only then will I grasp its meaning. And that's what I've been vaguely aware of for a long time, Alyosha says. Half your work is done, Ivan. You love life, but now you must do the second half. James wants followers of Christ to bring the two halves together. That in order to experience God's wisdom, 
we must recognize that wisdom comes to people and communities beyond understanding. It is a manner consistent with the grace which God gives, which is to say to live our faith in God. Recognizing the source and living the response. And James is our guide for just such such a purpose. So James is calling us to the task when James says, be doers of the word. And James says, do not just hear, do not just listen, do. And James is telling us is that an act of faith lives by the law of God, that is the way of God, the purposes of God, which do not set a standard by which people may or may not measure up. It's not a yardstick for creating shame or punishment or guilt. Now, James desires that people would recognize God's word in them so that they might be doers, livers of that word. That people would recognize God is the source of generous living, but recognize that God is inviting people into, to bring goodness into being. Faith listens for such an opportunities and people of faith then take action. Human needs are met. Relationships flourish and thrive. People become partners in God's way of sharing an abundant way to live. A few years ago, there was a commercial on TV that showed a wedding reception. There are people mingling, they're dancing, as they do at wedding receptions. And the camera zooms in on a man. And he is walking in the direction of an attractive woman, thinking in his head what he's going to say. And it turns out she is sitting with her grandmother, talking with her. And it also turns out he's not the only one who has recognized this woman who finds her attractive. As he walks, he observes other men approaching her to buy her drinks or to take her dancing. And let's just put it like this, she has not yet been charmed. But this man, the one walking in her direction, chooses a different path than the others. As he reaches her table, she sees him and immediately turns away to her grandmother to avoid interacting with him. He smiles, says hello, and then he turns to the grandmother and extends his hand and invites her to dance. The woman's initial standoffishness begins to fade away until she finally smiles as she watches her grandmother enjoy her suddenly found dance partner. And the woman recognizes that the dance partner is more than a person of self-interest and he is motivated by more than his attraction and a connection suddenly begins. Now if we as the church hope to live connected to the relationships that we want, to live the hope and grace and love in God that we desire, we might need to find the right dance partner. James might just be the one. James invites us to join the dance, to join a conversation. And the way we get there might be different from what we know. 
The way to life requires wisdom that is beyond what we have. But that's okay. God is the source. And we might just require a little of God's wisdom. And James will walk us down this path, reminding us that God turns toward people with acts of blessing, that God is the source of all giving, that God is the source of wisdom, and embracing this wisdom offers a path toward the sacred within us, the sacred within each other, and the sacred which is, is at the, the hope of, of this author of the book of James, that we would always experience the wisdom of God. So let us listen for what the Word is inviting us to experience in the next month. May we have eyes to see and ears to hear what the Word is speaking to us these coming Sundays. Thanks be to God. Amen.